0: Welcome to the Ramble Podcast, hosted by Dave DeBah and presented by Rippin.com. As always, the Ramble Podcast is coming to you live from the Super Plus Rippin.com broadcast studios in the heart of Silicon Valley. Now, to the host that can't stop rambling, Dave DeBah. The Ramble We Go! I am Dave DeBaugh and I want to talk sports with you, North America. Coming up on The Ramble today, we will dive deep into the NFC and AFC Championship Games. <laughs> and I'll give you my highly coveted, and I do mean highly coveted, picks on who I think is going to win. Plus, can you believe the Dallas Cowboys have decided to keep Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator. I've got some thoughts about Kevin Stefanski joining the Cleveland Browns as their head coach, as you might imagine, and Jason Garrett is no longer out of a job thanks to Big Blue. All of that, and trust me, a whole lot more coming up on The Ramble today. All right, North America, so many places that we could start. <laughs> we could even dive into the National Basketball Association for a little while if we wanted to. I mean, will the Golden State Warriors ever win another game? <laughs> that is, that is the, uh, the big question here in the Bay Area. But let's face it. This is a weekend made for football fans. If you are not a football fan and you have lost your spouse for the last six months, you're about to get him back. I'm just saying you're going to get him back for a week and then we've got the Super Bowl. But this is you are, you know, in the last quarter of a mile of the 5K turkey trot race that you've been running. <laughs> I'm just saying your spouses are coming back to you, North America, before you know it. Now, um, I thought we would um, really sort of kick things off uh, today by touching briefly on the Dallas Cowboys. And and before we get into uh, the coveted picks, I think it's important to note that the Dallas Cowboys made an announcement earlier in the day, which which led me to believe that Mike McCarthy doesn't really have a lot of power in Dallas. (laughs) I'm just saying. He was forced to keep Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I remember Kellen Moore back in his days when he played football on that blue carpet Up in Boise. He was the Boise State quarterback for years. A fantastic quarterback. Didn't really have a chance to make it in the National Football League. And I thought at times while I was watching the Cowboys this past year that he did a pretty good job. And then I thought at times that he was in way over his head. In fact, I even wondered if he was really even calling the plays. <laughs> uh, for a long time, especially during the stretch of those games where they started losing, you know, Cowboy fan, you'll remember them. So when they started losing all of those games, I thought, well, maybe Kellen Moore from an appearance standpoint, looks to be making the calls. But maybe Jason Garrett is still making them. Maybe it's another offensive uh, coordinator in the dusk, if you will, (laughs) Uh, making the calls. I'm just saying that at times it just didn't look like he had any control over that offense. The shocking part of the whole thing, though, is the most yards from scrimmage for The 2019 National Football League season. And wait for it. No, it's not the Kansas City Chiefs. No, it's not the Tennessee Titans. And and let's face it, Tennessee took a while before they realized they had a running back who could actually just demolish people. Tennessee is 12th, by the way, with 5,800 yards from scrimmage. The... Third, The third best team or the fourth best team from scrimmage was the San Francisco 49ers at over 6,000 yards from scrimmage. The number one team for yards from scrimmage <laughs> was, was led by Kellen Moore. That's right. The Dallas Cowboys had the most yards from scrimmage by a lot. They had 6,900 yards from scrimmage. I'm just saying I wonder what the hell went wrong with the Dallas Cowboys this year. And I think when you actually get down to it, it's going to be turnovers is is what really did in the uh, Cowboys most of this season. So the Cowboys bring him back, Kellen Moore, based on the stats, if he was indeed making the calls, uh, at least deserves one more year to prove that he can be an offensive coordinator in the National Football League. But if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, this is a bad sign for you because it is clear that Mike McCarthy does not have have a Thor tie, as Cartman would say, <laughs> from South Park. All right, uh, so moving on to, I mean, it's like National Football League Coach Day here. Uh, moving on to Kevin Stefanski. Now, Kevin Stefanski, as you know, was the former offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings this year. And, of course, Kevin Stravansky was actually just running somebody else's offense, Gary Kubiak. Gary Kubiak sat up there in the uh, luxury uh, coach's box in Minnesota and just sat up there and, you know, occasionally, you know, said a couple things to Kevin occasionally made some recommendations, but let's be honest here. Gary Kubiak and Kevin Stefanski, and I guarantee the other coordinators on the offensive side of the ball, all got together to put the game plans together. Kevin Stefanski, while he was ultimately in charge for that boring ass game that he called against the San Francisco 49ers a week ago, did not deserve to be a head coach in the National Football League because it was really Gary Kubiak's offense that found a way, for the most part, to correct the problems of Kirk Cousins. Now look, there's nothing you can do when the San Francisco 49ers are just rushing four players and are able to attack. They don't even have to bring a linebacker up front. They don't even have to threaten. They can just keep them... They can just keep them um, in the secondary. They can keep them near the line of scrimmage. But the problem with the Viking game plan wasn't the initial game plan. It was the fact that they kept trying to do the same thing for four quarters of football. Three first downs in the first three quarters of a playoff game is never going to get you a win. So for the for the Cleveland Browns to turn around and say, "Oh, Kevin Stefanski is a a hot commodity. Let's bring him in." And let's let's face it, they brought him in. Jimmy Haslam brought him in because Jimmy Haslam, despite all of the rumors about Jimmy Haslam not foreseen analytics on Kevin Sp- Stefanski not forcing a weekly sit-down with Kevin Stefanski. Despite all of the denials by Kevin Stefanski and Haslam himself, I'm not buying any of it. The Cleveland Browns have clearly stated that they're going to go all money ball next year. (laughs) And, And Kevin Stefanski had to agree on some level to do that. Now, if we get into the season and Kevin Stefanski goes against Jimmy Haslam and doesn't doesn't meet with him once a week, pat him on the back and say thanks for the gig. If he doesn't have his uh, um, ass kissing session with Jimmy Haslam once a week and doesn't pay attention and stops showing up to the Friday afternoon analyst meetings. Um, By the way, if you're going to have an analyst meeting for a game that's on Sunday, I'm just saying that analyst meeting would happen or excuse me, that analytics meeting would happen on Monday, not on Friday. (laughs) I'm just saying so. It is going to be very interesting to see what Kevin Stefanski does. To to finish the thought on this, though, if they get into the season and they're winning and Stefanski isn't paying any attention, doesn't even show up for those Monday analytics meetings anymore, it won't matter. It won't matter. Haslam will back down. And that's why Kevin Stefanski did what he needed to do. That's why I can't bash him for taking any job, even the Cleveland Browns job, because it's a job in the National Football League. Um, Moving on to our last bit of coaching, (laughs) it's Big Blue. As Jason Garrett was hired as the new offensive coordinator of the... Uh, New York football Giants, I'm just saying. Look, if you're Joe Judge and you are the new head coach of the Giants and you have any sort of authority at all, you don't bring in Jason Garrett. Because let's face it, had Jason Garrett been properly fired by the Dallas Cowboys, like fired on um, Black Monday, then Jason Garrett would have most likely been the head coach of the New York Football Giants. So Joe Judge, I'm just saying, you better watch your back. (laughs) Because if things don't go right, Jason Garrett was really the head coach that the New York Football Giants really wanted. The Giants said, look, we're not actually trying to win a Super Bowl. We're going to do... What the Minnesota Vikings do. And we're going to agree that at the very least, mediocrity, being on the fringe of playoffs, being in playoffs, making uh, minor playoff runs is way better than sitting there at three and 13. And when you bring in a head coach like Joe Judge, you just don't know what you're going to get. So what they did was smart. They backfilled, they backfilled their options by bringing in Jason Garrett and convincing Jason Garrett to take a step down and turn into just an offensive coordinator for the upcoming season. It is a brilliant move by Big Blue. If you will, they have some insurance on their new head coach. All right, now I can't wait. Cannot wait. For Sundays, 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 (laughs) National Football League games. It's going to be such a fantastic, a fantastic, um, fantastic weekend or Sunday of football. Now, the first game is is Patrick Mahomes at home and the Tennessee Titans coming to town to do battle with the Kansas City Chiefs. The twelve and four. Regular season Kansas City Chiefs versus the 9-7 and seven Titans. The Titans who have who have won two playoff games in an extremely convincing fashion. Look, they were in the same boat as the Minnesota Vikings the week before. And Mike Vrabel was able to find a way to keep the Titans momentum moving forward last week. And you do that in a very simplistic way. First, you don't allow Ryan Tannehill to pass the ball for more than 100 yards. What did he pass for? What was it was like 98 yards in the last victory. In Ryan Tannehill's last two victories, he has not passed for more than 100 yards. How unbelievable is that for a playoff quarterback? What is this, the 1950s? <laughs> I would say, is television still black and white? Am I still the uh, remote control for my parents? David, change the station to channel seven. David, move the. Uh, can you move the antenna a little bit to the left? Hey, can you stand there so we can actually watch the reruns of the Star Trek episodes? in black and white while you while you hold the antenna, David. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, this offense is so old school that we got to find a different name for it than old school. It is the predecessor to old school football. That is what the Tennessee Titans are doing right now. Look, Patrick Mahomes is an awesome quarterback. The Kansas City Chiefs offense is unbelievable. Tyreek Hill is the fastest person in the National Football League and there's actually a faster wide receiver on their team. I'm just saying Travis Kelsey is by far the best receiving tight end in the game today. Sorry Mr. Kittle but Travis Kelsey is a slightly better uh, receiver of the ball <laughs> than than you are, and I will say this though in 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 George Kittle's defense, um, there's definitely a better quarterback in Kansas City throwing him the ball if you know what I mean. Yeah, the, the guy in Kansas City, his his name does not start with the letter G. He does not. He's not of into, d- Italian descent like Garoppolo. Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable. He can do things that are absolutely unbelievable. Being down 24 to nothing didn't faze the Kansas City Chiefs. They are not going to lose this game. It doesn't matter if Derrick Henry rushes for 300 yards because Patrick Mahomes will throw for 475 yards, five TDs, and run the ball in twice by himself. Kansas City is going to win by at least 14 in that game, though, it will be closer at halftime than you might imagine. Okay, so yeah, so we got the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't believe I'm going to do this. Uh, uh, Andy Reid's going to be in the Super Bowl. I'm predicting Andy Reid's going to be in the Super Bowl. Just for a second, let me play devil's advocate. Wouldn't it be great, though, if the game was really close in the last two and a half, three minutes of the game... And Andy Reid screws up clock management yet again. And they screw up so bad that it allows the Tennessee Titans to kick a winning field goal. <laughs> Wouldn't that be absolutely great? All right. Uh, so finally, um, the uh, here in the uh, beautiful Bay Area, um, we've got the uh, Green Bay Packers coming to town against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. And... This game should be, uh, for all intents and purposes, an extraordinarily easy game to predict for a wide variety of reasons. I would start with the defensive line that the San Francisco 49ers have, then I would extend back to their linebackers, and then I would drop back into their secondary where half of the field isn't even touched because Richard Sherman is lurking. (laughs) he's lurking like he did 10 years ago in the National Football League. That's how good Richard Sherman is playing right now. Look, this 49er defense is on fire and I don't see them getting beat by another team this year other than the Kansas City Chiefs. I could see the Chiefs finding a way to get creative enough to beat the San Francisco 49ers. But there is one thing. There is just one thing that the Green Bay Packers have that the San Francisco 49ers don't. Now, look, I think the Packer running game has is, is been pretty good this year. Um, the running game by committee for the San Francisco 49ers has been absolutely fantastic. I, I can't remember where... A team has had three running backs who are fully capable of taking over a game at any time and don't seem to mind which one it is depending on which quarter they're in. The unselfishness of the San Francisco 49ers this year has been really fantastic to watch. And it is a reflection of their head coach in, in Shanahan who's just done a absolutely brilliant job. Kyle, absolutely brilliant job with the team this year. But the Packers have something that the San Francisco 49ers don't have, which is why this game is really interesting. Look, Green Bay's defense, defensive line is, is not nearly as good as the Minnesota Viking defensive line, but they've got more rest and they're a little more healthy than the Vikings were. The, the Green Bay Packers secondary is improving and has been improving throughout the year. Their secondary is actually way better than you might realize. And in those games, in those games where they've been able to control the game from both sides of the ball, that secondary has been at times dominant. So what am I really getting at here? I think the Packers can keep this thing reasonably close and close enough for you as a 49er fan to worry about Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) I I hope you didn't think I was going to say Aaron Jones or Devontae Adams, because somebody's got to hand the ball off to Aaron Jones. Somebody's got to dump the ball off to Aaron Jones, and somebody's got to throw a dart to Devontae Adams. Look, Aaron Rodgers would like nothing more, nothing more than to beat the San Francisco 49ers at home in an NFC championship game. (laughs) Just think back to draft night. <laughs> I remember like it was like yesterday, and you just kept watching Rodgers fall and fall and fall. Uh, the 20th pick just went by. There goes 21. There goes 22. On to 23. And then finally at 24, for no apparent reason... The Green Bay Packers pick Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) I'm just saying it was madness, and I felt bad for Aaron Rodgers to have to sit there as the last person in the green room. Anyways, so this chip on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders, which hasn't gone away, is the thing that scares you if you're a 49er fan, and you should be very, very scared. But in the end, I think we're looking at a 31 24 victory for the san francisco 49ers i just don't think aaron has enough additional talent especially uh um, on the wide receiver front to shoulder what he is about to encounter on sunday (laughs) okay all right north america thanks so much for uh Uh, Tuning in uh, to the Big Ramble. Uh, The Big Ramble. The Ramble. Not the Big Ramble, but the Ramble is uh, available all over the place. Uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, that fruit called Apple. Um, uh, We're all over Google Play now. Uh, Basically, everywhere you can get a podcast, you can find the Ramble. So thanks so much for tuning in. Cannot wait to recap. The Super Bowl is going to be the Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers who don't play in San Francisco anymore. They play in Santa Clara. (laughs) Okay, for the Ramble, I am Dave DePaugh reminding you that you can't win a championship if you play for the Carolina Panthers. I don't care what head coach you hire. If it ain't Bill Belichick, you still can't win a championship if you play for the Carolina Panthers. And good luck, North America. Because in this era of Donald Trump being your president and being impeached but not getting thrown out as president, I wish you all the luck because you're going to need it.